to Make Share Grow, a podcast about art making and the creative process. I'm Julie Marriott, painter, mother, and lover of bold and joyful color. Come on into my studio. I hope what I share here about my art practice will inspire you in your own creative journey. Hello, friends. How are you doing this week? Here we are. It's week three of documenting my creation of a painting collection, and I will catch you all up with what has been going on this last week. Okay, so let's dive in. The first thing that I think was the most exciting development this week was um, I got my Catalyst Wedge tool and was able to use it and... Oh my goodness, you guys, this is the most exciting thing for me right now. So if you've never seen one before, the Catalyst Wedge Tool is a silicone-shaped painting tool, and it's shaped sort of like a kitchen scraping tool. So it's sort of, you use it to squeegee around paint on the canvas, and you can kind of use it like a palette knife, I suppose. Um... So I have never used one of these. I've only ever used brushes. I'm a very traditional painter. I don't break the rules, guys. (laughs) Um, But I have always just painted with brushes and and, and I'm very used to how brushes work and what I can do with them. So introducing a new sort of mark-making tool was really, really fun. So what I did was I started by um, just kind of layering my painting. And I guess I'll kind of let you know the order that I've been painting in. So first I start out with a really drippy, washy, sketchy sort of layer. Um, Well, actually, first I'll sketch it out just with the tip of my brush, just like line work to kind of define the shape of my composition of the flowers and everything. And then I'll do a really drippy, washy layer with the fluid acrylics and the high flow ones that we were talking about last time. And then I'll start layering in more texture. So I'll break out my oil painting brush that's very scraggly and like thick bristled. And I'll start sort of um, layering on scrubby layers of paint and adding a lot of atmospheric texture. And so for the first painting of the series, that's all I did. I just used brushes for the whole thing because I hadn't gotten the, um, the scraper tool yet. But I got it and I decided that I would just like jump in and start doing some transparent layers on top of my brushwork. And so I just kind of loaded up one side of it and just sort of scraped it along and just did small areas kind of over different groupings of like leaves and things in my painting. And oh my goodness, I love it so much. It's such a neat different type of mark in the painting and something I'll always remember from art school that I think a lot about is um, what what type of marks are in my painting. So I think about like the scale of marks and is everything in my painting 
kind of similar scale, like it was all painted with the same size of brush. And if you add in a variety of scales of marks, then that can make your painting a lot more dynamic, a lot more interesting, and it'll keep the viewer's eye more engaged. And so, um, I love having variety in my paintings. I love having different um, like variety of color and of value and all those things, but I haven't really branched into var- in a variety of like tools for mark making. And so this was just such a cool addition because it adds such a different mark than a brush. It does sort of like a sweeping stroke, but it's a very like ragged edge sort of stroke and you can't really control it. You just sort of scrape it on as best you can and then it just kind of leaves like a beautiful organic mark. And so um, I'll I'll have pictures that you can see linked below um, on my post for this episode, because I know whenever we're talking, whenever I'm talking about visual things, it's like, it always, I'm sure makes you want to be like, where is it? Where Show me. <laughs> Let me see. So, um, yeah, so that was the first really exciting thing. And the other thing about the Catalyst Wedge tool that I really enjoyed, um, kind of playing with was I used transparent colors and, um, scraped them on top of, shapes that are already had shapes and colors to kind of alter the color. So I've never done glazing. I've never really played with transparency in my paintings. Most of my strokes are very opaque, but with this new series, I've been layering on colors more thinly. And so you can see through the layers and kind of get these different effects by, um, you know, seeing color through color. And so this was really fun. And my favorite color to do this, the, uh, catalyst tool with so far has been the green gold. I really enjoy it. I got it last time. I was telling you about it and it's like a really intense, a really intense yellowy green. And it's fun to layer over other colors and kind of tint them. Um, and then I'll go back over it once, you know, that layer's dry and kind of adjust it and go over it with other colors, but it's, it's really lovely. And so I use that and then I use the scraper tool even on like my flowers and added some neat textural elements to the petals. So anyway, that was really exciting. That is something that I think is going to really change kind of the aesthetic of my work going forward. Um, just as much as the different textural brush strokes have, but it's, it's a really fun thing to have in my toolbox. And something that was making me think about um, and be really aware of this week was how using a new tool helps me get out of my comfort zone and challenges me to kind of forge a completely new path in my work because I don't have the muscle memory of my familiar brushes. So I really have only been using the the brush that I'm like super used to, I've been using for a couple years. It's like my favorite round brush. I've only been using that in the very sketchy, drippy first stage. And then I put that away and I don't use it for the rest of the painting, uh, or I haven't at least so far. And um, being able to just use completely new tools to resolve the painting kind of gets me out of my usual ways of solving the problems in my paintings and helps me kind of figure out new avenues. And so things are 
very fresh and exciting and end up looking different, which I love. I love the sort of evolution that's happening right now and just find it really fun and exciting. So this week I got a second painting in the series to a point where I'm, I wanted to wait and pause and move on and start some new pieces. Um, and I hung it up on the wall. So I took, I have a rotating spot on my wall here in my studio kitchen sort of space, and I'll just hang whatever one I just finished up there. And, um, I hung it up and in my mind, the painting was about like halfway done or maybe like two thirds done. And, um, I was like, okay, I'll just pause. I'll leave it. There's lots of areas that need work. I have to kind of reevaluate after I've worked on some other ones. So now as it's been hanging in my home and I'm imagining it, like, is it finished? Do I like it hanging in my home just as it is? It's been really interesting because where I thought there was tons more I wanted to do on it, as I've been living with it, I'm feeling like there's only a like a few finishing touches. And something that was really interesting um, was that I posted a picture of it on Instagram and got a lot of feedback from people. And um, it's always fun hearing people's thoughts, seeing like if they enjoy it, what they like about it. And the I kind of, I made in my caption, I said something like it's about halfway finished. And so many people were commenting and saying, oh, I think it's great just the way it is. And I don't think that, you know, the feedback we get on social media should be the be all and end all by any means for our work. Like we have to, as artists and as, you know, the visionaries for our work, we have to fulfill our vision for what we want to do. And um, I think that's really important not to be too swayed and to be completely just going with whatever the crowd is saying at the moment. Um, I think that I found that really fascinating and I was kind of sensing as it was hanging there that I agreed with them that I felt like the painting really was almost finished or really is almost finished. And so I I feel like in this new series, I'm renegotiating where finished is in my work. Before, um, I didn't really struggle all that much with finishing paintings. Um, I know that's a common problem for artists, um, but for me, I felt like I always had a really good inner barometer, essentially, of like when a painting was done because it had the level of contrast, it had the level of balance that I was looking for. And um, I think it also helps that I'm painting things that are representational. They're very expressive, but they're definitely representational paintings. So I'm painting actual things. It's not abstract paintings. And so... Um, I feel like now that there's more expressive elements in my work, that things are getting a little bit more towards abstraction, um, just in a small amount, uh, I feel like it is forcing me to kind of think, okay, I, you know, in my previous work, I would know exactly at this point it was done, but now my work is looking different. And so I have to kind of renegotiate where that point is. And I think it's all very fun and challenging and exciting. And it just really is getting my brain working in a different way. And so, yeah, I feel like 
I put this one to the side and I really only have a few kind of highlights, I would say, to kind of make a a few certain areas pop out more the way that I'd like them to. But a lot of the areas that felt a little unresolved, I actually really enjoy. I enjoy that feeling of looser, um, looser brushwork and not having everything so crisp and defined, um, like I'm kind of used to in my work. And so I'm having to just sort of sit with it and see how I feel about it. So that's something that's been really interesting. Um, so yeah, so that second canvas, I got to a, to a, um, a point where it's going to just wait. And then I decided to start two paintings at the same time. Now I, in my mind, am shooting for maybe like 10 to 15 paintings in this collection. I feel like that's a really good and healthy amount for me to make to work out an idea. Um, and so I decided that it would be fun to kind of try two at the same time and see if I can work through them together and have them be sort of sister paintings. And um, I don't really want to create matching paintings, but ones that are sort of, um, like I said before, sort of in conversation with each other. And I can kind of flush out an idea in two different ways and go kind of two slightly different directions with it. Um, I've enjoyed doing that in the past. It's been really fun for me. to kind of use an idea and stretch it across two canvases. So anyway, I started two paintings and these ones are, are of magnolias and I love, love, love magnolias. Oh my gosh, you guys, (laughs) the shape. I think I love the visuals of them and we have quite a few of them in our neighborhood and I always am so happy when they bloom. I think they're so beautiful, but the shape of the flowers are so sculptural. They're really fun for me to paint. And they're very different than things like peonies or flowers that have um, like a ton of really ruffly petals. Magnolias have much more structural petals and fewer of them. And so, and they also just kind of open up really wide and their petals kind of like droop downwards sort of. And anyway, I just find them really exciting. (laughs) And so, um, Yeah, I've been having fun painting those. I sketched out two canvases and got the base layers going. And now I'm just um, putting in like the more brushy and uh, textural sort of layers on my first one. And I'm finding it really interesting and I don't know how how it's going to finish out. But, um, you know, magnolias are generally lighter colored or white. Um, They're either like a light pink or white. And... I right now have them super expressively colored. They're not white at all. And so I'm trying to figure out how far towards, you know, their realistic appearance I want them to be. So that's something that I'm kind of feeling out. I'm not quite sure yet, but I feel like I have one uh, pretty close to being ready to go up on the wall to be observed and thought about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's my current uh piece that I'm working on. So I'm, I've got four paintings under my belt now that I've gotten started. So I think that is about it for what's been going on this week. The last thing that I wanted to share was something that I loved this week. And 
the thing that is making me really happy right now is my candle. I've been burning a candle while I've been painting and I started doing that back, I think it was just about a year ago. It was with a collection early in the year of 2020. And I had gotten a recommendation from somebody on Instagram, actually. She mentioned burning a candle, and I asked, what scent are you burning? And she said, this one. And so it's actually the, um, oh, what is it, you guys? It's the hibiscus sangria candle. It's just from Target. It's not like super fancy. It's not a handmade candle or anything. It's just like a candle from Target. But I love this candle. It's a really lovely sort of sweet scent, but it's not an overbearing kind of sweet. So I know everybody's scent preferences are different, but this one really hits the spot for me. And so I was I was using um, or I was burning that scent back when I was painting a different painting collection. And you know how they say memory is really, really connected with scent and how I'm sure we've all had how a scent can just like immediately pull you into a memory and bring back all these emotions and feelings of what was going on when you were smelling that scent. Well, this candle totally brings me back to that old painting collection and it, at the time, I was feeling like I was discovering a lot of new and exciting things and I was painting in a way that was different. I felt like I, like every collection I paint, I try to do something new. I try to stretch myself and that's totally what I was doing. I was painting the figure in those paintings with um, more sort of drippy expressive florals than I had done in the past and I was having so much fun and they were just turning out in a way that was really, really making me happy. And so I decided I wanted to use that same candle and burn it while I'm painting this collection. And it makes me so happy. It's really bringing back a lot of those like exciting exploration sort of feelings that I had when I was painting that collection. And I feel like that's totally in line with what I'm experiencing now with this new work. And, um, yeah, so it might just be my painting scent from now on and just always be like inspiring and invigorating. I don't know. We'll see. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I enjoy chatting with you every week and just kind of, uh, it's really helping me keep tabs on how I'm growing and changing during this new creation process. So thank you. Thank you for listening and for being here for our studio chats. Also, thank you if you have reached out to me to let me know that you've been enjoying the podcast or if you've left a review. I want to also say thank you for that. That means a lot. Sometimes podcasting can be like a little bit like you're just putting something out into the world and you're not sure what people think of it or if they're listening. Um, and a lot of the time, it's just like download numbers that I can see. So it always means so much when I get to read your reviews 
or here um, on Instagram when you make a post about listening to the episodes. That really means a lot and is really encouraging. And yeah, so I wanted to say thank you for that. And if you would be willing to leave a review, if you haven't done that already, you can do that really easily in whatever podcasting app that you listen to the show in. Um, That'll help other creative people find the show more easily. Okay, that's it for this week. I'll look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Make Share Grow. You can keep up with the podcast and my artwork on my website, juliemarriottart.com and on Instagram at juliemarriottart.com.